Welcome to Naturopathy Today. Your hosts are Dr. Michael Schwartz and Steve Langford. Join them as they guide you on a journey to good health through holistic naturopathy. Now here are Michael and Steve. Good morning and welcome back to another exciting, informative Naturopathy Today with your host, me, and my wonderful bud, Steve. Hi, Good Steve morning. Lankford here. <laughs> Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Michael. Glad to be back. Me too. Glad to have you. So last week, we talked about some of the signs and symptoms and things to be mindful about, the chemicals, the diet, the immune system, and about the mind and expectations, which are vital because you need to believe that you can heal this. And, and last week you mentioned, and I made a note and I wanted to talk about that from a couple of episodes ago that I wanted to get into. What you said last week was you, the term visualization. And you know that there, there was a doctor in New York who would have his cancer patients just do a relaxation. And he said, visualize the cancer cells as kind of like a wagon train going westward. And now they're attacked by Native Americans, bows and arrows and spears. So you circle the wagons and then the Native Americans are, you know, circling, shooting their arrows, throwing their spears. And he says, the Native Americans represent your immune system. The wagon train in that circle is the cancer. And so what you need to see happening is that the Native Americans are eliminating that entire wagon train. Now it's a, you know, for white folks, that's that's a hard thing to, <laughs> to get behind. But from an analogy, you know, a visual allegorical, it was wonderful because uh, using the mind as a tool for healing is essential. So that's part of the visualization. I have another technique that I offer out. In fact, if, if anybody is interested, write to me, Dr. M at michaelshealth.com and put in the subject line, relaxation. I don't know if I told you this, Steve, that I have a relaxation disc that what it does is it takes you deep into yourself where you can get in touch with your guides. You lay on a table, you do an examination, you can see where the disharmonies are, and then you go about healing. And I use fundamentally three different colors. First, wherever there's disharmony, it's going to manifest as red, letting you know that there's energy blocked, there's danger. So what you do or whatever that is, you go in there with a white light spirit and you cleanse the area. You surgically remove that bad part. The next thing you, you do is you go in there and you bathe it in green. And what the green does is you're bringing, you know, you're starting to nourish it with healing. And then you go back and dress it in red but this time the red represents blood. So you're nourishing it and healing it at the same time. And if you look at what you're doing and visualize it in its healthy state, 
you'll get rid of whatever it is you're dealing with and bring your body back to balance and harmony. So I don't know if I ever shared that with you or not, but I just did. I don't, I don't think so that you actually have uh, something that people can appropriate. I think that's wonderful because oftentimes people hear things and they go, well, how do I do that? And so acting as their guide with your audios that you've created, I think is a wonderful tool. Thank you. And it's free. Obviously, everything we do through this channel is free. Okay, so here are the diseases that are, or the cancers, the form of cancers that are killing people. And from my point of view, looking at it from an emotional, energetic perspective, what they mean. Number one killer is cancer, which we discussed two or three episodes ago, how breathing in all these fragrances and masking, it's just really unhealthy. Your respiratory system is energetically or, or I associated emotionally with spirit. Why? Because where does God live? In heaven. What is heaven? Air. So air, along with oxygen, is spirit in essence. So your lungs being the exchange place where you bring in fresh spirit into your system to nourish your body because oxygen goes to all your cells, and you exhale the poison. And so your lungs are integral to that process. What that being the number one killer tells me is that people are losing hope. There is more doubt and fear permeating our country and maybe the world. I mean, the, these this is strictly out of the CDC. So I don't know, you know, it's not out of the WHO, World Health Organization. So I look at it that it's in our country. And currently, and these numbers go back to just 2019, 23% uh, of our population is dealing with cancer. It's 1.8 million deaths a year. And again, to me, it's a true reflection of a lack of faith. Fascinating, isn't it? It is. And, you know, speaking of the lungs, one of the practices that I've taken up is uh, a deep rhythmic breathing. And I found that in, in my own case, I've been able to see direct benefit. And this is why I bring this point up is that oftentimes we do things and we can't often sort of detect the results of what we did right away. But I found that deep breathing for me um, brings my stress level down, calms me down, and I've been able to measure it by my blood pressure. I go into a doctor's office and my blood pressure just shoots right up. Uh, because I'm always nervous. They're going to take my blood pressure. It's going to be up and they're going to give me a lecture. And so it happens. And in that office, I said, just give me a couple minutes and then let's recheck it. And I sit and I calm myself and I do my deep breathing and they come back and my blood pressure is 20 points lower. And so yep. just that one little deliberate exercise shows me this benefit. And I go, if it's that powerful in just two minutes, imagine what might happen if I appropriate it regularly ongoing. And that one thing is just representative to me of all the other things that we can do positively to affect us. Maybe we don't see the results right away as clearly, but we certainly can have faith and belief that these things do benefit us 
as we employ them. And so I just wanted to interject that during this discussion on the lungs that personally I found that to be just so very effective when I am worried, stressed over whatever condition it is I might be dealing with. Absolutely, yeah, bringing in spirit, bringing in faith is very calming. The next killer at 9% is colon and rectum. And when you think about colon, I don't remember if I said this in the episode or not, a couple of episodes ago, that constipation kills. And the reason yes. for that is that as fecal matter sits in the colon, one, if you're a heavy duty meat eater, then obviously the meat is petri putrefying and giving off all kinds of poison toxins and it's loaded with toxins to begin with. So that's corrupting cells. You're reabsorbing the water. If you're constipated, that's full of toxins. So you're repoisoning yourself. What constipation means and why people are dying from colon cancer is they can't let go of the past because part of the elimination system is, you know, you're supposed to bring in fresh material every day. Every day should be a new beginning. You know, today is the first day of the rest of your life. And so it should be filled with positive. And, and that's why if you, you know, take a fresh look at everything, you have no preconceived ideas, no judgments, you're not carrying over any anger, you're not holding on to the past. And it's interesting because uh, bladder cancer or stomach cancer is also up there. Bladder is another cancer that's up there. And bladder and colon are both tied into the inability to let go of the past, to holding on to that which angers you. Because I think we covered this when we first talked about cancer, that it's anger, frustration, resentment, and guilt. Those four emotions are the non-physical causes of cancer. Does that ring a bell that we did cover that? Well, yes, and it, it points out that, you know, these emotions, these negative, destructive emotions, people oftentimes just want to hold on to them because they feel so justified. I have good reason to be angry. Look at how life has treated me. I have, you know, good reason to be depressed. And so we accept it as I'm justified in this, and it's right for me, it's mine. And if they can't transition off of that plane, that makes it very difficult to do what you're describing as let go and let God. We've heard that before, but I've often wondered how impactful it is, the negative emotions and feelings that people experience in holding them back. And you just described that very well. Well, thank you. And there's a couple of things you just brought up that need to be addressed. One, the human mind is fabulous. I mean, really fabulous because we can justify, rationalize any position we take. I'm justified in being a victim. I'm justified in holding on to my thing because you know what holding on does for me? Gets me attention, helps feed that anger. Letting go is a secret. And the way to let go of anything you're holding on to is ask yourself, well, how does this serve me? What benefit yes. am I deriving by holding on? Well, the kids pay attention to me. My husband pays attention to me. My wife does good things for me. It serves you in some way, shape or form 
but you're still holding on. Yes. Moving, okay, so, so that was one thing. The let go and let God, which is kind of, you know, a, a popular saying these days on some levels. When I hear that, I cringe. And I'll tell oh, really? you, because remember I said, um, I think I said, God loves active participation, not passive acceptance. Okay? Yes. When you let go, what you're really doing is giving up your awareness and your ability to control your emotional energy, to control your subconscious mind and the manifestations of your patterns. So when you let go and you let God Yes, you know, from a spiritual, from a religious point of view, God's going to handle it. Well, you know what? God's a busy woman. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> God's a busy guy. For people to think, it just amazes me what people think. That aside, when you let go, you allow your subconscious mind, all of those concepts, all of those inequities, all those patterns of behavior to manifest without any effort to get them under control. Well, I agree with you. Um, with one small um, interjection is that I don't think, at least in my thinking, um, what you're describing is, you know, I'll just leave it up to God. Well, uh -huh. I think, you know, if, if for those people who believe in a personal God or, and even those that don't, it doesn't absolve us of the responsibility for making choices in our own lives. Certainly one thing that it allows is us to be free beings to choose. And so when I think about choosing God, I think about choosing spirit um, as a way of appropriating that benefit to ourselves. And that implies a responsibility. When you know the truth, the truth will set you free. Well, that truth should lead you to some type of action and some type of response to that, that gift of freedom. It's yours to choose. You can go on and be sick and you can go on and just reject everything positive or you can embrace it because we have that opportunity. And with opportunity, there's responsibility. So I think we're on the same plane there, but uh, just clarifying that in terms of my perspective. I don't know if that makes sense to you. Yeah, no, no, I get it. And I, I concur. Another cause of death, and I'm going to go down the list, is pancreatic cancer. It's a big one. And what does the pancreas do? But it secretes enzymes to help you digest the things that are coming into your reality and stomach is right it will liver and then the stomach there are so many things that come into a person's life that they literally can't stomach they can't break it down they can't digest it they can't utilize it and they can't even detoxify from it so your pancreas liver and stomach are all kind of tied together and they all develop cancers and, you know, nice numbers. <laughs> but it just indicates that there's so much being forced on people to consume thought-wise, spirit-wise, emotion-wise, material-wise, that they're overwhelmed and they're getting angry about it. They're frustrated. Some feel guilty because they may have Others feel guilty and angry because they don't have. I mean, it's just, it's a mess on a lot of different levels, which is why it's so essential 
to really make the effort to get self understood and under control. One of the things I just took away from what you just said, and, and I'm not sure whether this will resonate with you or not, but people handle their problems differently. I found there's some people, they, they clench their butts, you know, and they just hold it all in there. Others, it's in their stomach and they're tight in their stomach. And other people are, you know, tight in their minds and in their heads. Um, I'm just wondering whether the ways that we as individuals manifest how we handle these things, do they have any correlation to where these cancers might appear? You know, if you're somebody who, who tightens up and, and is constipated, that's gonna bring it, that into an area. If it's in, you tighten up your stomach, that's going to affect you differently. Um, is there absolutely. any correlation between that? Oh, absolutely. People who, you know, people who don't express themselves, who internalize their anger, frustrations, resentments, and depending upon where they hold it, that's where the cancer is going to develop. That's why okay. it's essential to really understand each aspect of the body and what it may represent energetically and or emotionally. That's, and I make emotional associations with everything because, you know, the teaching is have eyes to see, ears to hear. And we, you know, we talked about the beginning, the beginning was the word. So everything is an energetic manifestation. That's why it's essential. You truly understand what's being promoted, presented, how you're responding to it, whether you're in agreement or, you know, hey, get away from me, or there's nothing I can say about it, so I'm going to internalize it. You know, next up, and, and we talked about this one, was breast cancer and prostate cancer. And what's interesting about those, those are based on the roles that an individual takes. And right now, this is a very dark time for the female gender, because so much of today's music especially in the rap environment, and, and that's been going on for years, it really denigrates a woman, a lack of respect, a lack of honoring what the female represents. You know, it's taught in the beginning, you know, God says to Abraham, you know, cleave unto your wife and become as one flesh and leave the land of your father, which is consciousness, you know, leave these old concepts behind. And I'm going to show you a new land, a land of milk and honey. Well, milk is the sustenance of life and honey is the sweetness of it. So coming into a unity with the self, because there's another teaching where Jesus says, when you make the two as one, I love the book, the gospel according to Thomas. It's my favorite biblical writings. I guess because the church doesn't like it. I'm not sure. At any rate, it says in there, when the two become as one, what will you do? And what are the two? But the male and female coming into balance and harmony and the spiritual and material coming into balance and harmony. When you are completely unified, not being a woman and not being a man, but being a person, genderless, so to speak, you're free. and then those roles that are forced upon you will no longer create the anger, frustration, resentment, and guilt. And I think I did give out a method and technique how to understand when we talked about the breast cancer to really understand the roles of a female and or the roles of the male. Those are all of the, uh, the top 
according to one aspect of the CDC. Another thing that I came across was esophageal, ovarian, and brain. And when you think about that, the esophagus, you know, <laughs> what are the things you got to swallow? Don't you wish you could spit them out or throw them up <laughs> just to get them out of your system? So yeah. there's that. Ovarian is also tied into expression, as is breast and prostate. And brain can what's what's really sad about brain cancer is the children, some of the children are being born with it. And part of that problem is that the parents are bringing in toxins. The toxins get to the liver. The liver encases them in fat. Fat is building material, which is why breast, prostate, testicular cancer in young guys, brain cancer, and men with breast cancer, all that's on the rise. Even though cancers overall, because we got better drugs, are diminishing, so to speak. But those particular cancers, because of the toxicity in our environment, those are on the rise. Interesting state of affairs, isn't it? Well, for anybody who's facing cancer, it is a dire diagnosis when we first get it. What is important to realize is that's not necessarily the death sentence, and one can still appropriate a whole plethora of techniques and nutrients and lifestyle choices and spiritual choices. We have those available to us, and we have the opportunity that the body gives us to heal when given the right set of circumstances. And so this is where the hope lies, is that whatever that diagnosis, you have some power to move forward. Absolutely. So I did put a thing here together on how to fix it. The way that we currently go about it, the conventional methods is first, cut it out, okay? If you can't, you know, cut it out. And, and actually, even after surgery, depending upon, and we talked about this, T1, 2, 3, or 4, you may need radiation and or chemo or both together, depending upon just how much it has spread. Now, remember, we talked about it being an alien life form trying to take over the body. The natural way to deal with cancer is one, get rid of all of the bad habits that create the foundation for it. Lifestyle, thinking, diet, change your diet. Don't be like the guy in Guatemala who was cured and then said, you know what? I don't want to be a vegan. I'm going to go back and be a carnivore and let me eat that toxic meat. Okay. Change your diet. And I know how hard it is to change a diet because you are emotionally attached to every single thing on your plate. However, you can still get that emotional fix but make the food organic. If you're going to eat meat, get free range critter that's fed organically. If you're going to do chicken, same thing, free range, not the cage stuff, organically fed. If you're going to do fish, go back to Leviticus chapter 11, deep sea fish with scales, no freshwater fish. As far as we're concerned, freshwater is great for dumping all of our garbage. So, okay, there's that. Carrot juice. Steve told you he fixed the guy. My wife and I do carrot juice every day. Firm believer, loaded with vitamin A. Build your immune system. A, C, D, zinc, E, selenium. Steve, what else would you throw into that mix? 
Well, if somebody had cancer, I would certainly use that as a foundation. And then I might use things that I've learned about in the natural products industry, certainly um, medicinal mushrooms, maitake mushrooms Amen. would be, you know, say at the top of my list. And I've seen many people get benefits from uh, adding something like that to their program. So that would probably be my number one addition to this list. Yep. Absolutely. And echinacea is really good because it stimulates the immune system. Also proteolytic enzymes, because as we talked about in a couple of episodes ago, it's that RAS protein that regulates cellular growth. And that's the protein that gets corrupted by the toxins. And so it is the proteolytic enzymes that can help break down that those mutated and corrupted proteins and get things back under control. Well, that's it for cancer. If you have any questions, do not hesitate to reach out to me, to Steve. We're both available. And until then, Steve, that's my parting words. <laughs> well, Michael, thank you so much for what I've learned today. And I look forward to the next episode. And I wish you the best. And I'm grateful for our listeners giving us some of their time to learn some of these important concepts. Absolutely. And next week, we will get into diabetes, the sweet things in life we can't accept. And we'll talk about <laughs> that then. Until then, take care and be well. Thank you. Goodbye, folks. Thank you for listening to Naturopathy Today, sponsored by MNP, Michael's Naturopathic Programs at michaelshealth.com. Join us every Monday for the latest episode in this journey to excellent health on all levels. <laughs>